Whoa, I hit recorded job, you can't ignore it. I'm transforming now these cars and planes, I'm always boarding. Just out touring down in Charlotte like I play for Hornets. When I'm performing, never boring, now you can't afford it. Champagne Perrier, finished friends on my face. Looking like I'm from the deep. ourselves first podcast you probably don't know anything about us so my name is Akili again I am a recent grad of the University of Michigan and when I say recent I mean literally my degree has not been mailed to me (laughs) so May 2021 is when I graduated um I majored in sociology I um like with a focus in law, justice, and social change and then I minored in writing and education for empowerment so that tells you a little bit about me. I'm like super passionate about education. Um, I think that's pretty much the gist. Anything for you, Teresa? Yeah. Um. So my name is Teresa. Like I mentioned, I also just graduated, but I graduated in December, so a little before. Um. And I also had a major in sociology, but a minor in African American studies. And let's see. I'm pretty passionate about social justice, so that's something that like interest me maybe in like my career track I don't really know what I'm doing to be completely honest but yeah we're both black yeah and, <laughs> and women and women <laughs> uh I think that's it yeah okay cool you want to start a pop culture section then sure oh wait should we tell them what our podcast is about oh sure <laughs> okay so for our podcast we're mainly going to be discussing pop culture related issues just because that's something like we're pretty interested in and we mm-hmm. see a lot but we're also going to kind of incorporate a social or historical context, too, to, I don't know, just provide some a little education along with some funny content. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of illuminating to see the different ways things are connected. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even though it's, like, educational, it'll be really fun. Yeah. Okay. So should we get into our pop culture section? Yes, please. Okay. So for today, we are talking about Justin Bieber. <laughs> Yay! So, as I know you know, really, and many people might know, Justin Bieber got dressed. That's what you want to call them. I don't even know if they count as dressed. He looks stupid. But (laughs) every time I see a picture of it, I have to send it to you guys, especially the ones that just blow my mind. Like, the two ponytails really got to me. That was horrible. (laughs) And his, like, hair... It was pulling. Like he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna go bald. But anyway, this isn't the first time he's even gotten dreads. Which I didn't realize. Like that's really weird to me. Yeah. Why has no one talked about this? Honestly, let me Google this. I am very curious. <laughs> like he's gotten dreadlocks and he's done cornrows before. But then, like when he was wearing the cornrows, like he was, was he with Haley in twenty sixteen? I did I not know that. Was he? I guess he like mentioned her. I was like, okay. I think they were like childhood friends or something. I think they knew each other for a while. Oh. Well, he was like, he got cornrows and he posted and he was like, Haley made me get these. Like, I know I look like a complete douchebag. They're going to be gone tomorrow. Haley made I was like, what does that even mean? Haley, at first, okay, first, I cannot imagine Haley making this man do anything since he doesn't like her. (laughs) But also, what? That is so, ew. Yeah, he looks disgusting. (laughs) Oh my God. At least those ones. Like, I would consider those dreads, even though they look disgusting and horrible. But what he has now, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I'm actually in shock. Honestly, the blonde suits him better. They're, like, brownish now. Yeah, he just looks dusty and dirty. Crusty, dusty, musty. (laughs) So that's what I always say. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how he looks, and it's unfortunate. Um... And of course, he just recently it. came out with his album titled Justin. <laughs> and on the album, he has the MLK interlude. <laughs> Literally, I don't understand why he did that. I It blows my mind to this day. He It ruins, what's the first song on the album? Too Much? 
Something like that. And it bothers the heck out of me that it starts with MLK because I like the song. Yeah, me too. And it's just about his wife. His white wife. (laughs) It's so weird. It's ridiculous. But, like, I, like, looked into why... Like, he talked a little bit more, like, about, like, why he, like, titled it Justice. Yeah. And it just made it worse. But it, what He was just it? sounded so... Oh, no, no, Maybe he didn't talk about... He didn't talk about why he titled it that as much as, like, responding to, like, the criticism. I think I did see something about mm-hmm. that, actually. Yeah. So he was, like, saying... He was, like, obviously, like, I know music isn't going to fix, like, what's going on. But, like, I want to... <laughs> I just want to, like, offer some comfort or something for people. And then, oh, what else did he say? He was like, oh, he was like, I also know, like, I'm not as educated, and that's why I don't speak out as much about these issues. But then he made an album called This Is, I don't know. Also, (laughs) get educated, though? I mean, like, read a book? (laughs) And then he was like, he was like, so I just wanted to have the voice. He was like, I think, first of all, he, like, called him this man, of this man who, like, fought so hard for what he believed in and died for it. I was like, MLK? I was like, just stop what yeah and what blew me the most is that um mlk's daughter bernice king like she signed off on it like on him including the interlude but didn't it wasn't it because he was gonna like donate or something yeah he is donating to social justice organizations which like is cool i can't even blame her like yeah because like i mean i don't know i'm not blaming her but it was just it just kind of was really surprising yeah i don't know i don't know if she knew what the album was about (laughs) but like it seemed like he has decent intentions but he's just not doing it the right way he's confused yeah, do people in is. canada get like um uh, civil rights movement education i mean barely no. get it in the u.s so actually he was saying that like that was part of the problem like um, growing up he didn't learn that much because as you know he's had some incidents in the past one last name <laughs> <laughs> i he this man is so lucky he's talented because mm-hmm. when i tell you i want to cut him off so often but like his album is actually good mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm listening to it obviously i didn't save the interlude to my playlist but it just really bothers me that he's actually talented because mm-hmm. he's acting stupid he needs to get it together like there's so many all his whole band is black no one told him along the way that this is weird that's what i'm saying and like not even his band but like in his picture didn't he have a picture with dj khaled and mm-hmm. 21 savage I was like, do you guys see this man? <laughs> That's like the video I sent you of him with Diddy. And I was like, I yeah. swear, if he's not telling him to cut those dreads off, then what is he doing? I actually just don't get it. Is it, is it because they're all black men? <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, a, a black woman did the, the braids. He was like, he commented. Yeah, if he offered me like $100,000. That's true. I would do that. I'd be like, don't tag me, but I'll do but it. But he tagged her. Yeah, he did tag her. I saw that. But isn't her page like that? Yeah, but still. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. Yeah. He's just, he just looks stupid. And, like, he is someone that, he, like, acknowledges that he, like, gets a lot of his stuff from black culture. Like, his dancing style, his singing style, like, the things that he does. But he doesn't, like, when, I think in 2016, when he first got the dreads, someone, people were, like, criticizing him, of course. And he was, like... Basically, it's like it's just my hair, and he was like, he was like, people keep saying like, oh, oh I want to be black and all that, but it's just my hair. I was like, what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, inspiration is a okay, but there's a line, and when you're so famous, it's easier to cross the line than when right. you're not. If you're some random person on the street wearing dreads, like you're gonna look stupid. People are gonna judge you, but it's not the same as if you're Justin Bieber, right? <laughs> and. Like I mentioned, he was he like responded a little to the criticism about his album. And he was like, you know, he was talking about he was saying all this stuff about like MLK and him not being like as educated as he wants, and that's why he doesn't speak up or something, which I don't really think makes sense. I mean, I get not wanting to speak on issues because you don't have enough information, mm-hmm. but like then just get the information. It doesn't yeah. sound like he was doing that as well. It's just that he knew he didn't have the information, but he just made a love album. And just that's put, true. He did do stuff. What? And then he was like, he was like, I love that these conversations are coming up. And I'm like, I was like, baby, we are criticizing you. Oh my god! Why are you happy? Yeah, he's kind of he's weird, and he like now all his videos have like um, POC woman in it or BIPOC or whatever the heck they say nowadays. Like mm-hmm. they have 
Like that one video is with uh, Ryan Destiny. Yeah. The other was with that Asian girl. I'm like, okay, so um, you had years and years of only white women in your videos. All of a sudden, you're trying to do something with it. And like, okay, cool, but did you like learn anything? <laughs> it's, it's like he's taking the Black Lives Matter movement like personally. Like he seems, <laughs> he seems really affected. It's not funny, but like. <laughs> It's just weird. Like, is he okay? There's been a lot of white people who've been, like, personally impacted by this movement. Like, their eyes have been open. And I'm like, mm-hmm. literally, people have been saying this for years. I don't know where you've been. I'm glad it's happening. Like, yeah. But it's just, it's really annoying to see all these people have their eyes opened and, like, making justice albums when it's like, dude, you could have donated to Black Lives Matter for years now. Yeah. I mean, like, I, yeah, I appreciate his effort uh, well I, the dreads just cancel it out like what are you doing yeah that's the thing it's, it's like everyone's saying cultural appropriation I'm, heard, I'm sure he's heard the word i'm sure he's heard someone say it to his face about those dreads and like i'm like so if you're trying to support black people in their cause and why are you why are you wearing dreads also they just don't look good man yeah you look better in so many other ways yeah he looks stupid but um Okay, so we're going to take a little break and come back with our Here's the Thing section, and we hope you enjoy our little commercial. Commercials quite yet, so we just wanted to do a little shameless self promotion. Um, I have my own blog at cupofteablogging.com. Uh, I talk Cute. about a lot of thank you. I talk about a lot of different things on there. I have a lot of different topics ranging from uh, no, there's I talk about a lot of things. I talk about health, sexuality, a lot of things. Just go check it out and. I read it. I I promote it for her. I say it's great. Some, it's a great way to get to know her. <laughs> also, um, we have it linked on our website as well. So if you want to like check out her stuff there. Um, for my self-promotion, I do some poetry writing on the side. Also some fiction. Don't have it all published, but I also have that link on the website. I have like a poetry collection called Ask Her Name. It's basically, it's like Afrofuturism, and it's like talking about a female, black female heroine who, uh, it's, she's in like this parallel universe, kind of, so like things happen in the real world, but like she explores it differently, so it's like narrative poetry. I would love if you read it. (laughs) So that's our shameless plug. I hope you liked our fake commercial. Justin Bieber and cultural appropriation so I just wanted to give like a pretty like a quoted definition of what cultural appropriation is just in case some people aren't super familiar so cultural appropriation refers to the use of objects or elements of a non-dominant culture in a way that doesn't respect their original meaning giving credit to their source or reinforces stereotypes or contributes to oppression anything you add to um no I guess also I feel like a key part of cultural appropriation that I think about is the idea that someone is doing something like wearing dreads and it's cool when they do it, but then when other people do it, they, I don't know, get suspended from school or lose Mm -hmm. their job, which kind of has to do with like contributing to oppression. But that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I think of when I think of um, cultural appropriation most, Mm -hmm. the ways in which white people can get away with things that other people cannot. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of what I was thinking, like, power dynamic is really mm-hmm. the thing, just because white people hold so much power, like, in society, yeah. so, obviously, like, if they do something, it's deemed cool, it gets a lot of traction, and, of course, if, like, a black person does, like, the same thing, they're gonna get criticized for it, and that's what the real problem is. Yeah. 
And um, I think there's um, a really fine line between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation that a lot of people seem to miss. <laughs> and I think Justin could be somewhere in here too. Because uh, yeah. he, like, like I mentioned earlier, like he acknowledges that he gets a lot of his things from like, like a lot of his styles from like black culture, but it's just the fact that he's not crediting anyone is really where that fine line is. Yeah. And what Achille was saying earlier about like how people think some things are cool and like you don't really think twice about like wearing some things or doing like certain activities and not crediting like the cultures that they originated from and that is where it turns into appropriation. Yeah, you know what? This just uh, a memory from the <laughs> deepest pits of my mind came back to me. I was at this like um summer camp and there was this girl and she was talking about like um a type of braids and she was talking about boxer braids and I was like, What what the heck are boxer braids? I was like, I've never heard of that. And she was like, Yeah, like Kim Kardashian wears boxer <gasps> braids. And she was referring to like two braids, like just you know, two and I was like, I like I've been wearing this hairstyle since I was in diapers and you just called it boxer braids. Yes, boxer braids. And that that I, that's forever stuck with me. That they got renamed, redesigned as cool boxer braids. And I'm like, literally, <laughs> I wore those for so long. No one gave me a second glance. And now they're like, cool, because Kim Kardashian wears it. That I just, <laughs> yes. That pisses me off. It really, it really got to me. And there was another black girl there. And we looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> we just moved on. Because oh it was like, we didn't know each other like that. It was just a summer camp. But I just, wow, that really brought it back. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. That made me so mad. <laughs> Uh, yeah it made me so mad that i never forgot it years later because that had to have been in like eighth grade ninth grade yeah yeah but cultural appropriation is so common like not even just like among white people like Mm -hmm. minority groups or like marginalized groups can like appropriate other marginalized cultures too and it happens a lot Mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah (laughs) especially like between like the asian and black community it's like it's honestly it's both sides it is it's definitely both ways yeah but it's just, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I also just wanted to talk a little about a bit, a little bit about what being an ally means. Oh, great. Do, do you want to say that? No, I just, oh. I love talking about what being an ally means because a lot of people don't understand what being an ally means. Yeah, I agree. So I think the main component, the, sorry, it's okay. I can't talk. It's okay. I think you <laughs> I think the main components of being an ally. Okay, sorry, this is not funny. Okay, I think the main components of being an ally have to do with solidarity and partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that is kind of missed by a lot of people. Like being an ally, it does not mean that. It does mean like you use your privilege for good, obviously, but not so much in that you use your privilege to be the forefront of the movement rather than, you know making this like a partnership and like supporting other people like in this case I'm just going to use black people like supporting like black people and like using your privilege to break down the system of oppression Mm -hmm. and I also think it's important that like allyship is like it's not an identity it's like a lifetime thing Mm -hmm. like you can't just like say oh I'm an ally and like do like one thing like this is like a lifetime a lifetime thing and it requires like a lot of education and, and action Mm-hmm. I also think, honestly, I would even go as far to say it's not even, like, a partnership. It's, like, a, like you're supposed to go and listen to what, like, people tell you they need and try to help them and not, like, try to um, feel like your ideas are as important. I don't mm-hmm. know if that sounds no, weird, right. but, like, you're just supposed to... Um, it's kind of like when you do community service and stuff. Like, you enter a community and you see what they need, what they say they need, and you help them achieve that and you don't presume to know or understand what they're going through, what mm-hmm. they um, need, and you listen to them. And I think that's kind of what being an ally is like. Um, and anyone can be an ally, like black people can be an ally to Asian people. It's all the same, but it's really just listening to what they say they need and really fighting for their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good definition. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think allyship can come in like many different forms. I think some people are um so eager to kind of show other people that they are an ally unfortunately like it sometimes becomes performative and so they think like the only thing you do 
is just like is like action stuff like going to protests and like making posters which is just not true listening i feel like is a really big thing that gets overlooked because you know a lot of marginalized groups we we don't really like we don't get heard you know a lot of times when we try to fight for things that we are we what we believe and like things that we need um and listening is really just the first step like obviously activism and taking action and like volunteering are other ways to be an ally but it just it's like a lot of things like incorporated into being that and education well, actually education is the number one thing mm-hmm. because if you don't know what you're doing like <laughs> what are you like why are you here yeah <laughs> And it's not even like, oh, you need to go to school and get it. It's like literally just doing some research online. It's literally following different like social media accounts and just diversifying your feed and just paying attention to things happening that aren't in your like immediate circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing. Because there's this fine line between cultural appreciation and appropriation, Justin Bieber's decision as a person yeah, as a person with the power to influence millions to for the second time, wear dreadlocks without giving credit where credit is due, or really even attempting to educate folks, crosses this line. And the fact that Black people to this day continue to be criticized for wearing locks and other protective styles, or having them being described as unkempt, etc., while Justin, as a famous white male pop star, wears them in a way that generates positive reactions or even replication by his followers, is cultural appropriation by definition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get it together, kid. <laughs> and I just wanted to, I mentioned that, you know, obviously black people get criticized for this. And I just wanted to bring in like a couple examples. I don't know if you remember back in 2015 when Zendaya wore dreads to the Oscars. Oh, she looked so beautiful. She did. She looked so beautiful. Of course I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so Juliana Rancic, I don't know who that is. Okay. But she, um, I think she, she thought it was funny, and she was saying that Zendaya probably smells like weed and I'm oh. patchouli oil. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering that. I don't know how to say it. But and then um, Zendaya obviously like clapped back, and she said like, "There's a fine line between what's funny and what's disrespectful." And obviously, this was really disrespectful. That's but then so rude. it was, and then she like came back and she apologized, but she was like, "I wasn't talking." like necessarily about the hair but just the whole vibe which made no sense because she was not talking about anything else and even if it was the whole vibe like she looked gorgeous it's still just disrespectful yeah actually i think um this sounds vaguely familiar from people saying that i also she's like a host type lady um i like know her face but i don't really know about what she does i think she's just a like entertainment reporter and tv personality but, like, is she serious, Zendaya? Okay, whatever. I don't know how you could talk bad about Zendaya, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. I guess you can when you're racist. <laughs> I didn't even know who she was, so it was, like, whatever. But um, one other example was Gabrielle Union. I am i don't know if many people are familiar with, like, the America's Got Talent scandal. Like, yeah. yeah. And a lot of that, <laughs> yeah. A lot of that had to do with, like, health concerns from her. And, like, she just did not feel welcome at all. And, like, felt like it was, like, just like a environment yeah sometimes. we're people, like smoking on set too it was or something. Simon yeah. smoking and she she got bronchitis like she got sick yeah but that wasn't even the only thing um i don't think this part was the judges but like she did get some people were commenting that her hairstyle because she changed her hairstyle a lot and mm-hmm. some were saying that like all the changing was too black <laughs> and she needed like a little more and like they suggested she look needed like a little more consistency with her hairstyles hmm. yeah um huh that's interesting mm-hmm. i also vividly remember terry cruz not really supporting her even oh, though yeah. black women rode rode for this man <laughs> when he got assaulted by whoever mm-hmm. what was even or i don't even remember was it um that dude who was on uh, me too whatever uh, yeah i can't remember the name uh, but i know what you're talking about you know i actually forgot yeah i actually forgot about that he's such yeah. a coon <laughs> it's so disappointing it's i liked him for a good amount of yeah. like obviously i liked everybody hates chris and then i liked him because he was speaking out me too a lot not a lot of men do that and i give him respect for that but like then he just kind of dropped the ball yeah <laughs> it's really unfortunate yeah. he's really like his character yeah <laughs> 
Another example I was thinking of dreadlocks is, um, it wasn't a celebrity, but I remember this um, black boy, he was a wrestler or something, and remember they made him cut his hair? Yeah. It's like, who? What? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Ridiculous. It was so wild. And, like, just, like, I just have heard so many stories of, like, young kids getting suspended from school yeah. because of, like, their hair. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> okay. But I kind of want to transition into more about the history of dreadlocks, Ooh. just so we can, like... Some people say what Justin did isn't exactly appropriation, and some people are saying it is. So I wanted to give some accurate history, okay. and then at the end, maybe we can come back and just be like, so is it appropriation or not? Okay. Okay. So the history goes pretty far back, and because deadlocks are also a style that like naturally happen to some people's hair when it's like not combed and stuff, like it's kind of hard to pinpoint like exactly where it started, okay. but... India's Vedic scriptures, I hope I'm saying that right, um, ancient Egypt, uh, Christianity, Samson in the Old Testament, and then some tribes in Africa also have like some tracings back to like where we can like see evidence of like dreadlocks and a lot of like other different religions. And it just has like a lot of spiritual meaning too for like people that aren't necessarily like religious, like it mm-hmm. has a lot of different meanings. But the Rastafarian culture um, is where it kind of is like the biggest thing, and that's also the thing is like what popular is what popularized it in Western culture with someone named Bob Marley, which I'm sure we're all familiar with, but I'm gonna come back to him later. So Rastafarianism is a political and economic movement whose roots can be traced back to the 18th century, but it was more so adapted in the 1930s in Jamaica, and they used dreadlocks as a representation of their identity, religious vows, and separation from white imperialism and oppression. And just really quickly, imperialism is when a country controls another country politically or economically against the will of the people in the country. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so that's like um, the importance of locks in like the Rastafarian culture and there are like a few people like in western culture who are like rastafarian and kind of like you know popularized it here but probably the most popular would be bob marley who is widely known as the founder of reggae Um, this is a dumb question but mm -hmm. where is rastafarianism like what's the root of that it's like ethiopian and it's i didn't write it down it's ethiopian and one other thing i'm sorry i cannot remember but like yeah okay I'll Google it. Mm. Um, yeah, so with Bob Marley, Rastafarianism became most more popular like in the 70s, and then it like kind of moved on to more than just like black people because that was predominantly who it was. So it's like black people, white people, Asian people. It was just a lot of people of like different races that kind of um, started to adopt it. Yeah, so it says Ethiopianism and Pan-Africanism. Yeah. So, okay, uh, let's see. The movement also began in Jamaica in the 1930s, yeah. kind of what you said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, I forgot to mention that um, a lot of, not all people, but a lot of people like in Rastafarian culture kind of followed Marcus Garvey's teachings. I don't know if many people know who mm-hmm. he is, but he was um, kind of in charge of the first black national movement. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. Which, kind of, <laughs> which included like self-sufficiency pride, um, separation from white people, and, like, black people's own national identity. Also, fun fact, Marcus Garvey has the same birthday as me. Oh, what's the date? August 17th. Oh, great. So take with that as... (laughs) (laughs) Take with that what you want. And Marcus Uh, Garvey is from... Did you already say where he's from? I did not. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I just... No, what's funny is I learned about him, like, in school. You did? Yeah. Okay, so he's Jamaican. He's Jamaican, born. yeah. Okay, I thought cool. he was Jamaican, but I didn't want to He looks be wrong. He looks powerful. <laughs> yeah, he the, was. The way his like he's dressed, he mm-hmm. just looks really official. Yeah, Ooh. like he was like a pretty big figure like within like the Rastafarian culture. Ooh, okay, and cool. just like in general, because of like it was the first black nationalist movement. So it's like a pretty good thing. Um or a pretty big thing. Um but yeah, not all people believe this, but a lot of people kind of adopted this belief that we should that black people should separate from white people or even that black people are superior to white people but as rastafarianism became more popular like in the 70s and like more people started to like adopt it or practice it 
the message of blackness and pride was kind of lost and it was instead translated into one of like equality Mm -hmm. so like people like like we see a lot of white people today with dreads who probably you know say they follow rastafarianism or yeah and they kind of (laughs) you can just see that it kind of got lost and that's like they practice something that's more so like a culture of like equality like everyone is equal Mm -hmm. which is not as similar which is not similar to like the original the roots of it yeah um side note i just so winston duke is supposed to star as marcus garvey in a oh <laughs> i love winston I duke if anyone's not familiar winston duke was mbaku in uh what's it called black panther mm-hmm. um <laughs> he fits <laughs> he looks just any, not just like him, yeah. but his vibe really yeah. works. Wait, what? Uh, I, don't, I didn't even know they were making a movie. It's on Amazon, it's, it seems like. Oh, it's already out. Um, or I, it just says two stars, so not yet. Oh. But it's supposed to be on Amazon. But it came out, this article came out in February, so I'm not sure when it's oh. actually coming out. But that actually makes me really excited. I want to watch that. Me too. Wow, I did not know that. But yeah, as I was saying, like, just this translation was lost, and that's why, like, I think that's kind of why some people argue that it's, like, okay for white people to wear dreads because, like, Mm. of the spiritual, like, meaning of it and how it, like, yeah. Because, like, how they use, like, dreads to, like, some people believe that, like, um, not, like, cutting your hair and, like, wearing dreads is, like, a better way to be spiritual because you're not, like, I looked it up. I kind of forgot I'm not gonna lie but like if you like cut your hair like if you like let your hair lock up on its own like you're locking up all of the like what's the word I'm looking for you're just locking up all the energy oh, like everything so I think I give a chat yeah um so yeah I mean okay uh, I understand the spiritual but there's also social context mm-hmm. and um power dynamics that are separate from spiritual. I don't know. I feel like they're separate from spiritual. I'm not a very religious person, so <laughs> could be wrong, but... So, do you agree? Would you say that, like, given that this original message of blackness and, like, pride was lost once, like, Rastafarianism was, like, adopted in Western culture, would you say that everyone who's not black that's wearing dreads is still appropriating? Isn't that the definition? That when you, <laughs> it feels like a leading question. Because <laughs> isn't the definition of you taking it and you changing it from its original meaning? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to shut down people who say anything else because, like, even if it did, like, the translation did get lost, and some people might not know the whole point of cultural appreciation rather than appropriation is that you do your research Mm. and if you're saying this is not appropriation you're not doing your research and yeah dress just kind of represents like reclaiming of black identity for a lot of people and like black pride and beauty especially like in embracing our natural hair Mm. and i just (laughs) yeah yeah there has been a great um natural hair movement that Mm. i love to see Mm. Also, it looks like the movie's coming out in 2022, so we have okay. a little bit of time, but I will be watching it, mm-hmm. if not for uh, Marcus Garvey or Winston Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Garvey is, like, he's pretty interesting, honestly. Like, he had, like, a whole movement. Like, he was, like, we were actually about to go back to Africa. Okay, like, not really, because, like, we were here. <laughs> like, he, like, he had, like, a whole, his whole movement was, like, to, like, bring back black people back to Africa. He looks cool. He, I, I mean, listen... I stand. <laughs> okay, so we're <laughs> we swore we heard something. We're in our apartment alone, and we swore we heard something downstairs. You know what? Did earlier, you hear something last night. No. <laughs> I did. Earlier, I thought I heard. Stop! Stop! Should we go downstairs and look? No. 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 What if that causes our death? If they want to steal, they can steal. I'd rather they steal than push. True. Valid. All right. Um, anyway, you so... May see a, you may hear a, a witness of murder live on podcast. That's not funny. Yeah, it's not, but if you hear it, no, I don't want Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's just why it'll... It will never be okay to wear dreads and, like, drop box braids and stuff like that until it's seen as appropriate 
on black people, yeah. which who knows when that will happen. Yeah. So just try not to do it. Mm-hmm. Unless you give, like, like you give, like you educate yourself. Yeah. Um, that is just why it will never be okay to wear box braids or locks or anything really appropriating black culture unless it's not appropriation and more so appreciation but even that is sometimes a fine line yeah because like like some people it's mostly celebrities honestly and you have this huge platform and you're just like wearing box braids it just like is always going to be this case of like you're making them look cool while we're getting criticized for them yeah and it's just even if you you know give credit where credit is due like i guess that's technically not appropriation but even, it might still make people uncomfortable. Yeah, and even with, like, the proper appreciation, it, it interplays with power. Mm-hmm. And, like, so even if you're doing all this and you're doing this campaign to educate, blah, 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 like, it's still you as a white person doing that, whereas mm-hmm. if a black person were to do that, it wouldn't be the same. I feel like an ally would be better to um, support and promote other people mm-hmm. who are um, of color or black, specifically wearing dreads, mm-hmm. and really letting them um, speak for their hair and promoting it and accepting it in their day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. And also, just really quickly, I'm just kind of curious, like, I mean, you won't have an answer to this, obviously, but, like, I wonder if Justin, like, thought he was being an ally, like, with the dreads. Like, I thought, I wonder if he thought he was, like, trying to promote it and, like, with this guy, he could have. Yeah, I just, wouldn't be surprised. He just like really blows me because yeah. he like is he talks so much about how how he has so much to learn, but like learn it. Like you're yeah. a celebrity. Like you have all these resources readily available. You have a phone. Read an article a day or something. <laughs> like he has the time, and it's just I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I know he's he's trying. And his yeah. weird, warped way he's trying. And his music is good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep listening. <laughs> but I just need him to figure it out sooner rather than later. Yeah. Okay. So for this last little part, me and Akili kind of made a small list of our, air quote, favorite <laughs> cultural appropriation moments. I'm so excited for this. People. Uh, Akili, you want to go first? Of course. <laughs> All right. So... Um, when I was Googling this, I swear I was laughing out loud. The first one that really got me is Adele and her Bantu hats. I forgot about that. How did I forget about that? Listen, I don't know. I will never forget. Like, every time I see this photo, look at it. I die because I like Adele and I just, something about it. No, what was her caption? Was it her caption while too? Um, it was something about being at like a, I remember, it was... The caption she wrote was happy, happy what would be Notting Hill Carnival, my beloved London. I think she was at some carnival. I don't know. I swear on my life she changed that. She did? I swear. Go, look it up, look it up. Maybe she did. But I just find it, like, first off, I know this woman did not do this for herself. Someone did this for her. I don't know who did it, but they, they need to, (laughs) they need to be punished. (laughs) She's also wearing this Jamaican bra with these, like, tie-dye leggings. Outfit is weird. This chunky, like... (laughs) gold metal jewelry and then like feathers yellow feather it's just a lot and I don't know anything about this um carnival or wherever she was maybe this is the thing but she looks a mess she posted it on she posted it on listen I love Adele so I this is why it's funny if it was someone I didn't like I would find this really annoying but it's just bantu knots I just know people when people wear bantu knots they are not and black people wear it they are not seen the same um, I wish I knew the history of Bantu Knots. I'm sure there's a great in-depth history. I encourage you to Google it. But I was just like, why is she wearing that? I don't know if she saw anything wrong with it. Um, I think Piers Morgan was defending her. And if that man's uh, defending you, then you know something's yeah. wrong. Um, so that was that was one of my favorites. <laughs> you can go next. <laughs> okay. I guess she didn't have a different caption. I couldn't find anything. Yeah. But one was, I don't know if many people know, but Madonna... At the 2018 VMAs. Do you remember? I saw the pictures when I was doing some Googling. Yeah. She <laughs> she wore clothing and jewelry from a North African... Okay, I, I'm i not going to pronounce it. I'm going to butcher it? it. And mm. I don't want to butcher it. But like it was like traditional Amaz? North... Whatever. It's like... <laughs> oh. But it's like from North African traditional clothing and jewelry. She was so bold. It's like, spelled A M A Z I G H. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my apologies for not being able to 
pronounce it. I looked it up, but I forgot how to pronounce it. But anyway, she wore clothing and jewelry. She wore, I'm pretty sure she wore like a headdress or something. She looked crazy. And I was just in shock that she had the audacity <laughs> to go to the VMAs looking like that. She like eventually, like, I think on her Instagram or something, like, put like the history behind it or like captioned it, but like it was still kind of funny. Because, of course, Madonna did. She has a history of cultural appropriation. Her style including, is just messy Yeah, her whole song, Vogue, <laughs> is literal cultural appropriation. Because hmm. that appropriation of gay, blacks. Yep. Yes. Black people? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I should <laughs> say blacks. <laughs> Whatever. Um, my turn? Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> this next one, it may not be familiar for everyone if you're not into K-pop. Oh, no. And listen, I we are K-pop fans here, but we all know they have issues with appropriation. And one of my favorite recently, Kai from XO wearing a do-rag. <laughs> but I tell you, this man did not need to be wearing a do-rag. It's his video. It's like, mm, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's literally the name of the song is mm. Yeah. But like, <laughs> he's he's in this like, blue shirt and like these red pants and then this sparkly blue and like um purple and like silver do-rag it's not tied it's just like sitting on his head and he's like <laughs> dancing. he's dancing with it and listen i love that song but that do-rag is not it every time i see that video i laugh at that part because he looks a mess um so if you're not you know what i think you should look it up if you aren't familiar with Cause I just think you should get into K-pop in general, but also to see this man wearing this do rag, one of many examples of cultural yeah, appropriation in K-pop. Stupid. I thought you were gonna no. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be, is it gonna be your last one? No. I was gonna be like no, I wasn't gonna talk about that one. Is that even is blackface even a cultural appropriation? No, no. Oh, I'm oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's so many examples of K-pop. There we are. can't even know. <laughs> I've heard. Okay, your okay. turn. <laughs> anyway, next this one is like similar to Justin. Okay. So Zac Efron, he is my baby. He's Zac always Efron. been my baby. But what year was it? I don't even know. But one time he posted on his Instagram, he looked bad. He had dreads, so-called dreads in his head, and he captioned it just for fun. <gasps> Yeah, you don't remember this. The, the the when you said the caption that that it something in my mind woke up. Yeah. But I just for fun. Yeah, sir. He had a lot of criticism for that one. Sir, but he listen. I'm not about to cancel him because he's my baby. <laughs> That's the issue. Like, I don't think I, people realize like there's just such a like it's so hard to stand celebrities as right. a person of color because you're just like. They're, they you love their talent, what they right. do, and then they do things like just for fun, dreads, and you're like, so what am I supposed to do? You can't cancel everyone. You have yeah. to make exceptions. It's really hard, like living in this I don't know duality of like really wanting to support people in music, and then also being like, okay, what like mm-hmm. when do we ho- hold these people accountable? Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where you just kind of want to laugh, <laughs> but it's like it shouldn't be funny. But like, yeah. what else are you supposed to do at this point? You know, <laughs> that's what I'm. That's why I laughed at Adele. <laughs> Okay, so my last one, I couldn't really find, like, um, a good example. But one of my favorite things recently is when people use um, AAVE, African American Vernacular English, and they just use it wrong. Recently, I don't know if y'all noticed, probably have, is the way Black people speak has become, like, memified and... It's become part of, like, internet slang and internet culture and the way people speak. But um, first off, there's no attribution to where it came from. Mm-hmm. And then it's also people don't use it right. I don't think people realize, like, AA, I can't speak. AAVE is a language. It has um, different ways you're supposed to, like, order words mm-hmm. and, like, pronounce things. And there's different tenses. I think there's, like, a couple tenses that don't exist in regular um, English. And it's just, like... You can't just start using these words. And when you do, you look stupid because you use it wrong. And there was this one example. I'm trying to find it. But I didn't really like the examples on this, like, Twitter account. It was, like, um, it's called, like, AAVE gone wrong. But there's just, (laughs) there's just, 
a cis button brown and use it. <laughs> yes. There was an example of a, it was a, um, what do you call it? It was a dictionary or a school. Let me find it. Um, but I was like, are, are you guys for real? And they'll use, they'll just use it wrong. There's just, and the issue is, I don't think people realize, number one, that they're doing it wrong. And that when people, black people hear you speak it this way, they know that you're just, you're just talking. Yeah. And they know that it's wrong because it's not like grammatically correct for AAVE. And a lot of it is also stolen from um, black women and black uh, queer people. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people realize that as well. Yeah. And so, for example, I know there's this whole thing about cancel culture. Even that started as a joke within the Black community. It's just a phrase. And then it, like, became this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I just think if we take words and, like, way people speak and we make it seem like a joke in a way, of, it just, it devalues the, um, I don't know, the the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's, like... I could go for days. No, they butcher it. It's so <laughs> annoying. And people who speak AAVE aren't um, respected in the same way. Mm-hmm. They aren't seen the same. I remember for one of my classes, it was a linguistics class, and we had to read about the um, uh, George Zimmerman, um, Trayvon Martin case. And one of the jo- um, Trayvon Martin's friends, who was like a key witness because they were on the phone with him, um, she spoke, she spoke with a very thick, like, AAVE, like, I forget exactly where she, where was, where are they from, George, Florida, I think it was, um, yeah, um, whatever, she's, she had a thick accent, or, and the, um, the jury didn't, like, believe her as much because of the way she spoke, and it was, um, very influential in that case, and so if we just think about the way that people speak and how it's important, you can't just use people's language as a joke on Twitter, yeah. especially when you do it wrong. <laughs> it's not funny. And, like, I, we could talk for days about how it's gotten on TikTok. Yeah. Like, how... <laughs> into oh, how oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the University of Limerick. I don't know what this university is. And they said, they said, okay, T, if there's new lingo on Twitter that you don't understand, just let us know, fam. What's lit is that once a uni starts using it in tweets, it's canceled. Thank you, next. We stand you, but you been new. <laughs> we appreciate this as an odd flex, but sometimes it be that way. Hashtag big mood. <laughs> it's like, come on. Come on. That is so embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> it is so annoying. But anyway, that was just one I just couldn't go without mentioning yeah, because it's, you did. it's everywhere. It's disgusting. It's so embarrassing. It is. Ugh. All right, what's your last All one? Right. My last one is none other than the most problematic, most cultural appropriating, black fishing, fetishizing, Bruno Mars. disgusting <laughs> family. Oh, and the, the Kardashians! And the worst people in the world. I believe I said Bruno Mars. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> he does! No, you're not. <laughs> but um, she's a part of the stupidest family in the world. I cannot stand her. Miss Kylie Jenner. Okay. Um, I just need to intersect here. I don't hate them as much as she does. Yeah. I find them entertaining, but they do appropriate on so many levels. Personally, I cannot stand them. I want to fight all of them. Even their children? No. <laughs> okay. But their children are unfortunately a result of their fetishization, fetishization, fetishization of black mean. men. Uh, they're disgusting. But anyway, I didn't. I can't pick up like pick out like a singular incident because yeah. there have been so many. But two in particular when she had cornrows, and when she she had this one picture, and it was like. She deleted it, so it's not on her Instagram anymore, but she had, like, pigtails, and, like, they were, like, braids coming out of the pigtails, but it looked like box braids coming out Um, of them, and, like, people criticized her, so she deleted it, mm. but then, like, the photographer and, like, the artist, I think, kept it up on their Instagram, and the worst thing is that they said the inspiration was Gwen Stefani. (gasps) The culture appropriation queen, first of all. Gwen Stefani? Yeah, I was in shock. I think I, did I have? Gwen stuff. I was in shock. Gwen How dare Stefani? You? Yes. That actually really uh, 
Okay. Yeah. That, <laughs> and then, do you remember the one time, like, when, like, around the same time, like, all the protests were happening, like, after George Floyd's death, and, like, people were telling, Kylie did something, I can't even remember what she did, she might have posted something, and people were like, but you can't speak up on Black Lives Matter or something, and she was like, I did. And, like, literally, she just posted, like, one thing. Do you remember that? No. You don't? Oh, I wish I could, like, remember exactly, like, what it was that, like, set people off. But, like, literally all she did was, like, post, like, one thing. And then, like, two minutes later, she posted, like, a selfie or something. Uh, Yeah, she's the worst. Uh, Yeah, their family has... Oh, they're a mess. Um, I... There's no excuse for them. No. They need to get it together. At least Kim's trying to do something with saving some black people from prison. I mean, do you? I love white savers. <laughs> I mean, white savers better than a racist who's unaware of everything. <laughs> but, yeah, they're a mess. But, yeah, that is all we had today. Yeah. I just want to say really quickly, if I ever get famous and Justin Bieber listens to this podcast, please... Don't ruin my thing. <laughs> we, I feel like we were trying to be nice. We were being yeah. honest. Sometimes we need honest truth. Yeah. We were just saying, we love your music, sir. We want you to succeed, but we just need you to pick pick up a book, um, read a few tweets, listen to some black people, or get some black people in your life who will tell you that dreads are not it. Yeah, so maybe not DJ Khaled. Yeah. <laughs> Is he even black? Isn't he like... Um, um, technical difficulties, but what I was saying, <laughs> he's not even black. We looked it up. He's Palestinian, so he's just not the one either. Um, honestly, who else does he have around? He has a lot of people. Does he still hang out with like Usher? I don't think so. Usher's <laughs> going through it, right? Isn't he being weird? I thought he was having a midlife crisis. Oh. Remember? Oh, with the strip club. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I can have a song called "I Don't Mind" and then throw bills with your face on yeah. it. Oh, I <laughs> he never hang, hung with Usher though like that. He was more like a mentor than yeah. a friend. Uh, maybe like Jaden Smith or something. I don't know. Does he have a drink? Well, Jaden I think he Smith does. commented that his dreads look fly or something. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. In conclusion, <laughs> black men. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, if you ever want to be an ally, this is not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have resources linked on our page so please check them out if you are white or non-black yeah or even black i think black people need to learn how to be an ally as well in other forms um so that is all we have today for here's a thing we hope you enjoyed our episode and we hope you tune in next time yeah and we're hope we hope we'll be here next time and no one broke in our door and killed (laughs) us um yeah so i'm teresa I'm Akili. Peace. We gon' go, go, go. I press the button and the doors go.